welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic, fabulous day today. And if you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us at healthmasters.com. And feel free to email us on the website on the contact form. You can go right up to the search bar at the top, the easiest way, and type in the word contact, and the email form will come up. And you're welcome to send us an email or ask us a question, or you can send us a phone call or send us a phone call. Make a phone call. The phones still work. I know everybody likes to text nowadays, but phones still do work here at Health Masters, 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, 1-800-726-1834. We're here to help you out with any of your health or supplement needs. And we always do the best we can with making sure we give everybody the most up-to-date nutritional advice. We have Steve here on the phone and a few other people. We're in and out of the phones all the time, and we try to do the best to really encourage people and give them information that's actually usable and factual, and you can apply it in your daily life. That's what we do on the show as well. So if you need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week formula that's on sale right now at healthmasters.com, the vitamin E. That's our super potent E formula. Incredibly good for cardiovascular health, very good for cholesterol levels. Um, every time I end up getting blood work done, my HDLs are incredibly strong, and two of the only things I really attack for that are the CoQ10 and the vitamin E. I don't really need anything else. I eat pretty clean, and my HDLs are always extremely strong in that range, and that's one of the things I contributed to is the super potent E, so be sure to check it out the website at healthmasters.com. Now, first thing I saw, and I was brought up to death on the show earlier, earlier before we got on the show, the fact that we've now had another Norfolk Southern freight train derail again in Ohio a day ago or two days ago. This one had 20 cars out of 212 derail. Apparently, there were no uh, <laughs> toxic elements that got drained out and lit on fire this time. So that's a good thing. Plus, win for that, I guess. <laughs> uh, but this whole thing that we're starting to see with the infrastructure crumbling is not getting better. It's getting much worse. And dad was saying before this, he goes, you know, the skill set to train a lot of these guys and the people that actually want to work now is dwindling. And, you know, the infrastructure to maintain these railways is not difficult from a old school technology, but trying to keep people trained in order to do it, not to mention when you see a lot of the funding that the federal government is putting into this stuff, uh, it's all going to constant sustainable green energy like cobalt mining and lithium mining and solar panels. The problem with that is that doesn't get trains from A to B. And secondly, on top of that, and this is just my opinion, with CSX derailment that we see in the south, you've seen this now with Norfolk multiple times, you can look at CSX, you can look at Norfolk, you can look at the entire train infrastructure in the entire United States of America, and they are all owned by BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, and J.P. Morgan. I looked it up personally. You can look any any of them up, the three top ones. They're all owned by the exact same companies. So you have to ask yourself the question, is this actually infrastructure failing because of lack of maintenance, or is this planned – obsolescence basically are they trying to make it go obsolete intentionally and trying to collapse so they can bring in other factions and reduce transport reduce the ability for people to get food and products i don't know you ask you ask yourself that same question and figure it out at the same time now which is interesting i knew this information i had heard a lot of it if anybody saw the tucker carlson show last night on fox uh this Thousands and thousands of video hours of video footage from January 6 proved exactly what we have said the entire time because I had talked to people that were involved and they said the exact same thing. 
is that you had individuals like the shaman individual who was charged, Jacob Jacob Chansley, who was charged with obstructing an official uh, democratic election, I think, and trespassing. He was the one who's walking around with the big horns on his head with the, the American flag painted on his face with no shirt on. And the bullhorn. Well, if you guys remember, he got sentenced and did a plea bargain deal to four years in the federal penitentiary for that incident, him walking to the Capitol. Well, they have had this entire theater show with the January 6th investigation, and all of them have seen this footage. And it's just now being released, and it's him walking through the Capitol building, being escorted by police as his tour guides. And they are trying to actually unlock doors to get in the congressional chamber, and they can't. Some of them are locked. And so they're escorting him around and actually take him in and open the door, open the door for him into the congressional chambers. There's actually one point where there's like six or seven Capitol riot, riot police who are standing in one of the hallways, and two of the Capitol riot police actually step out of his way so him and the other two officers can walk in. I mean, wasn't just prevention or allowing him. They actually helped him. And then the other footage from the one Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, who allegedly was killed by rioters outside because he was bonked in the head with a fire extinguisher, that was a complete and total lie. There's video footage of him walking inside of the Capitol hours and hours later after everything is over with, and he seems completely fine. I told you guys from the very beginning this entire thing was a complete and total fabricated theater show in order to demonize and allow DHS to have along with the FBI, to have the alleged the alleged situation that occurred on January 6th to in order to allow them to start pressing harder against patriots for domestic terrorism. We've seen now the videos of people that were at the Capitol that simply walked in. You see body cam footage and home camera footage of them being drugged out of their house by 20 and 30 FBI agents in the middle of the day and arrested and extradited up to D.C. all the way from down here in Florida and up because they were walking around the Capitol building. This entire thing was theater, and we knew it. Now, the next question you have to ask is, why did this suddenly, just now, get allowed to be blasted on Fox News with Tucker Carlson? This video footage, my friends, is over two years old. This is January 6, 2021. <laughs> We're in March 2023. This is over two years old. This footage has already been reviewed by attorneys that took plea bargains for these guys that basically got charged with this. Why in the world didn't the attorneys fight this and say, this is, there is no charge. We're going to take this to trial. We're going to show this footage to a jury. Good luck with that. Have a jury charge him on basically trying to obstruct an official meeting because he's walking through the Capitol building, being escorted and allowed and locked doors unlocked by Capitol Police. There's no jury in the world that have convicted this guy four years on federal charges. Nobody would have. So why in the world did, his, did the attorneys take these, these, these deals? On top of that as well, again, like I said, why almost two and a half years later did this video footage suddenly now get released when they've been having these meetings and these investigations with January 6th for almost two years now? Well, one of the things, and this is just my personal opinion, something that has gotten almost virtually zero coverage, even in the alternative media, even though it's been going on for two years and I talked about it, on March 1st in Beaumont, Texas, Robert Barnes, the attorney – who is suing Pfizer 
with the class action lawsuit now for $3 trillion. And yes, I said that with a T, $3 trillion. He now issued a statement in Beaumont, Texas, under United States District Court for the Eastern District of Texas, where the court heard the defendant's motions to dismiss the lawsuit brought by Brooke Jackson. Initiated by a complaint filed by the, with the FDA by Jackson, who's a former clinical Pfizer trial monitor. The lawsuit was filed on January 8, 2021. This lawsuit was filed two days after the Capitol insurrection. It's been going on now for two years. Pfizer's been trying to get it dismissed. On behalf of Jackson in the United States against Ventavia Research Group, LLC, Pfizer, Inc., and Icon, PLC, the complaint alleges that the defendants created bogus clinical trials, produced fake data, covered up adverse events of the trials, and presented false claims in order to defraud the Department of Defense, allowing them to collect the contract payments. The oral argument effort was to get the case dismissed, and the defendants argued that even if Pfizer did create a gene therapy that did not meet the definition of a vaccine per the DOD contract, and even if the DOD injections did not prevent COVID, the defendants would be protected by the PREP Act. I talked to you guys about that in detail. And what's going on here and what the attorney, Robert Barnes, is pushing he said Pfizer was contracted to deliver a safe and effective vaccine for the DOD to prevent SARS-CoV-2 infection. More than half a dozen times in writing, it was required of a safe and effective vaccine under FDA law. This is why you heard the mouthpieces on mainstream media for three years now repeatedly make that statement. These are safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. They wanted to burn that statement into the populace's brain. So everybody continued to hear safe and effective, even though he is now stating, along with the individual uh, Jackson, who has filed the complaint, that nothing was safe about it. He said, and the attorney stated, you cannot contract to commit a crime. Pfizer was contracted to deliver a safe and effective vaccine, which they did not. Stated under the Operation Warp Speed contract via the DOD U.S. military contract with Pfizer to deliver a safe and effective vaccine capable of providing protection against SARS-CoV-2, it did not do so. Pfizer collaborated with the FDA to lie to the U.S. military, which I don't believe so. I think the DOD already knew what they were making with this, but lied to the American people, lied to President Trump that their RNA nanoparticle technology was safe and effective. In fact, Pfizer knew their RNA technology would only cause more problems and offer no immunity to SARS-CoV-2. Per the contract, Pfizer was also in charge of the data submitted to the DOD, which they clearly falsified per Brooke Jackson's testimony. Now, this is something that's very, very crazy in the fact that we knew this. We said this from the very beginning, even when we were mildly speculating on it, because I knew that there was no way to bring out RNA technology that DARPA had worked on back from 2012 that we showed back in 2016 killed all the ferrets in the lab testing, how to suddenly make this thing safe and effective in three months. It couldn't be done. So this massive now they're saying it's a $3 trillion lawsuit now against Pfizer has not been dismissed, by the way. And there has been zero discussions of it anywhere in the mainstream media. And suddenly last night, the video footage from almost two and a half years ago from January 6th, proving exactly what all of us were told from boots on the ground and people in the current situation, including the almost 1,000 individuals who were held without pretrial release for simply trespassing on federal grounds. The video footage confirms exactly what everybody stated from the very beginning that knew what was going on. 
the Capitol Police were instructed to allow these individuals to go in and not only help them, they actually facilitated and unlocked doors to make sure they had full access to the facility. So the next question is, are these Capitol Police going to be indicted under federal charges? That's a million-dollar question. There's not been one single law enforcement officer who was ever charged or investigated whatsoever that I've seen from the hearings. But suddenly now this video footage pops out. So the next question is, as we the people of the United States of America, what are we going to do about this? What is Congress going to do? What is the Senate going to do? And what are the local law enforcement communities going to do that facilitate in arresting individuals that they didn't have adequate information to arrest them for? What are the governors going to do? This, by far, my friends, is one of the most far-fetched, manipulated, sadistic lies we've ever seen involved in with the Department of Justice going after individuals that were actually helped. It would be the same example as this. You walk into a store. You walk into a mall. So you walk into Macy's, so to speak, in a high-end mall area. And all of a sudden, the manager comes in and says, hey, bud, I know you came in here. I don't know really what you're involved in but here. I'm going to come over here. See these, uh, this jewelry over here? You know what? If you want to grab the jewelry, it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's not really shoplifting because I'm kind of helping you do it. But I know you probably could use it more than I could. And, you know, whatever. You can take the jewelry home with you. And he escorts the guy in. And the guy takes the jewelry. And he escorts the guy out. And then suddenly he's arrested and charged with grand theft. And he goes, but the manager told me I could have it. The manager helped me take it. Oh, it doesn't matter. You walked in here and you took it. But he told me I could have it. He told me I could take it home. He gave me permission. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're being arrested now. This is essentially what they did. People walked into a Capitol building, which, by the way, I have stated on numerous occasions, is paid for by money that we pay in taxes. So I'm not really sure how trespassing in a facility that we fund, maintain, and pay for ever really worked out. I told you guys that repeatedly. That's that's the whole D.C. and all that other weird stuff that they're involved in up there as far as it's being its own little entity corporation and not part of the United States. Because like I said, how do you trespass on a building that you pay for? thought I would throw that out there. But I thought this was very interesting and very strange timing that suddenly – Tucker Carlson has this footage to release of the inside video of the Capitol, while at the same time we're hearing about everything that's going on with this attorney and Robert Barnes suing Pfizer for $3 trillion. What do you think, Deb? Uh, well, the, the Pfizer lawsuit for $3 trillion is going to be in court for 20 years. And it's, yep. it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just theaters all it is. It's not going to happen because Pfizer will stick 500 attorneys on it and, and basically, you know, with Robert Barnes and they'll, they'll basically, unless he's got exceedingly deep pockets or unless the fall off from that took it is actually willing to go through it. We saw that with the problem with fluoride and Teflon contamination when we watched that one movie, Dark Waters. It just goes on and on and on. It never ends. It can be decades in trial court because they'll postpone it, postpone it, postpone it, continuances, continuances, just on and on and on. Discovery, 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 depositions, depositions, depositions. It never ends. So, but I'm glad that it's getting coverage, at least in the alt media, because at least it shows that the people are actually trying to do something about this. Yes, and standing up for it. that's that's important. Now, as far as the Capitol riot with this shaman guy who got over 40 months in prison, by the way, I mean, he went to jail for almost four years, and uh, it's mind-boggling to me that the Capitol police were involved in this. But we knew that it happened, and you remember years ago when this happened, you know, we were scheduled to go up there. We'd already scheduled the flight. We already had everything lined up. We already had the hotels lined up. And then uh, my, my good friend Jeff French told me, he said, you know, Ted, you can't go up there. You know, you and Austin, this is a setup. You can either be arrested or killed. He told me that. He says, they, you guys are too high profile. Your show's too big. He says, you can't be going up there and, and doing this. He says, they're going to target you because you're telling the truth. 
Now, remember, a lot of other people got up there and rented the entire parade grounds, who were also in alt-media, and were actively involved in it, who I think are deep state, basically CIA payroll. I'm not going to mention any names. And uh, they weren't arrested at all, period. And they just kind of went up there and came back. You know, Roger Stone even told me that morning he knew something was going to happen on January the 6th. He checked out of his hotel the morning of or the, the day before and left the hotel. And sure enough, they came to arrest him the day of the riots right after they happened. But he was already out of the state because they were planning on taking him down, too. Now, you know, I have mixed emotions about Roger Stone. I've told you guys that before. I've had dinner with him several times, and I won't bring him on the show because you guys asked me not to. But the reality is, is that, you know, we're in a situation now where all of this stuff is being orchestrated theater again. We, we need to understand that. I mean, Trump is not who we think he is. We absolutely know that. I've told you that for years now. Yet a lot of the alt people in media now are actually endorsing Trump. And I, and I, and I have no idea why. You know, Trump has also actually called for building freedom cities, and this is from Leona Holman. And basically, it plays right into the globalist plan for a fourth industrial revolution control grid. Trump pledges to build new generation cities on federal lands where everybody is prosperous, safe, and secure with lots of police and flying cars. Everyone who is awake knows that all modern cities are being developed or redeveloped as smart cities. And what is smart city? Maybe Trump doesn't know or he's just playing us. Trump's history of take talking tough against globalists, but then knowing and kowtowing to their commands like he did with the vax should give us pause. For several years now, Leo says, myself and others with an eye toward the future have been warning people to get out of the cities or risk becoming a ward of the burgeoning technocratic beast system. Through their smart city technology and various engineered emergencies, the globalists hope to lure us into a stack and pack housing where they can more easily control us with 24-7 surveillance and near total dependence on the globalist infrastructure for our jobs, transportation, food, water, health care, entertainment, etc. Aldous Huxley, author of 1931 novel a brave new world foresaw the end of the result of technocratic advances mixed with creeping centralization back then here's a quote from him the perfect dictatorship would have the appearance of a democracy but would basically be a prison without walls in which the prisoners would not even dream of escaping it would essentially be a system of slavery where through consumption and entertainment the slaves would love their servitudes and we see this i let you read the rest of this article but i'm not going to read the rest of it to you today on the show because it's going to take too long time but trump brought us operation warp speed Trump put more CFR globalists into his administration and cabinet positions than any other president, Bilderberg or Tennis, we know of. He wanted to be most pro-gay president. He wanted to be, he brought us up, you know, he, 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 he continues to push the kill shots to this day. I mean, it's, it's unreal to me that he's still just, just doing what he's doing and pushing and pushing and pushing and that people are still endorsing him. It's just, it's mind boggling. And the DeSantis now is citing all kinds of legislation, you know, against, you know, standing, you know, standing with Israel, you know, here in Florida and, you know, pushing all that. So, we just got to ask ourselves a question. Are we just being played again with DeSantis? I don't know. I like a lot of stuff that Ron has done, but I don't know if he's just playing that game with them to be able to get into the White House. And Kennedy did that. Kennedy played the game. He played the game, got into the White House, and started making changes. And, of course, they rewarded him by blowing his head off in live TV in front of the world. And that's kind of crazy, but they did. And we got to know real quick that we had a coup of the United States of America by the CIA and other Israeli intelligence, Mossad, MI6, you know, and CIA operatives. And you can watch the video. It's extremely good. Well done. From JFK to 9-11, it's a rich man's trick, and you can watch that. I've mentioned that many times on the show. I've posted it many times on the Health Masters feed. But this is the group that we have that are continuing to push this. So we see this obfuscation coming out now where Tucker Carlson is showing January the 6th. This causes tremendous animosity in the patriot community. Just thought I'd mention that. It causes tremendous energy release in the patriot community. 
And that energy release, when they rub it against the other energy release, causes massive friction you know, of the conservatives versus the liberals, which causes more and more and more division. That's what all of this is about. It's like Otto Kahn said. They control both sides. I mean, you can go look at videos of Tucker Carlson wearing the red string around his wrist. Just thought I'd mention that to you guys also, and you can take still photos of him wearing the red string around his wrist. He's a globalist mouthpiece, as is, as is Fox, as is CBS, as is NBC, as is ABC, as in all of these media outlets are all owned by the same groups and corporations. They all work for the same people. You know, Russell Brand talked about that on the show yesterday that also covered that story. All of these people are always going to be the mouthpieces for the globalists to bring in their new world order. The problem is the vast majority of the people out there can't see the truth. If they saw the truth, they'd have to hit them in the face like a 10-pound hammer you know, and, and say, OK, here's the truth. And yet they would still say that's not true. I mean I, I, like I told you, I had a – years ago, I'm just giving you a little segue. I had a pastor who called me up, and his son is an idiot. Idiot, idiot son. And uh, the, the, the kid, pastor kept the son safe all the way through high school and, you know, through college. And then basically he decided to go to this other Bible college and they wanted him to get fully immunized with all of the vaccines, all of the vaccines, because he had not had any vaccines. He took all the shots because it was going to be safe. He was a full grown adult and just took all the shots. Well, then he had a baby. And the pastor got me, got upset and said, my son basically won't listen to me. He just, he just won't listen. Can you send us some articles on this? And I sent him over, I think it was over 300 articles. There were double-blind clinical studies on vaccinations and how bad they were. And you get that information from Green Med, Green Med Info, G-R-E-E-N-M-E-D Info. And you just put in vaccine studies and it'll pop up for you. And you can send us to anybody you want. And what was interesting, I sent him those 300 articles, those 300 double-blind clinical studies. And, he, and I called him up a week later. I said, okay, what do you think? And he goes, I need more studies. And I said, do you need more studies? <laughs> I said, I just sent you 300 of them. Uh, I need more. And I said, you haven't even read the 300 I sent you. Well, I need more. And no, he didn't. His wife had cuckolded him, period. And he was basically doing what she wanted with the vaccines, period. And it didn't matter what I sent him. If I hit him upside the head with a 10-pound hammer, he wasn't going to listen because he'd been cuckolded. And it's sad. Man, you can't let your wives do that. And women, you can't let your husbands dominate you with this. I mean, you got to make your own decisions on this. And that's why I tell everyone this is so important that before you get married, before you have babies, you've got to discuss these issues with the vaccines. And you got to find out where the other person falls on the paradigm of this because a lot of people will absolutely wreck a marriage over this. And so is that what you want to go into if you decide to marry somebody else? I mean, vaccines are a nightmare. They're an absolute nightmare. All of them are nightmares. And the, and, and the science behind them with all of the adjuncts and the aluminum and the squalene and the mercury and the flu shot, it's, it's not there. It's the science shows they're deadly as far as from neuro, neurological functioning and synaptic functions and how they kill brain cells. You can't, you can't make this stuff up and with the aluminum toxicity in them. But they want us to basically say, well, it's to be healthy for you. I'll take this. No, it's not. It's to reduce the population, it's to reduce fertility, it's to reduce the IQ scores, and on and on and on and on. That's all it's for. And it's caused you know, all of these children to come down with ADD or ADHD or autism. It's, just, it's about reducing the general population as a whole over a period of time to basically pharmacia. That's what this is all about. And once we understand that, it's going to start to make more sense to you. It really is. By the way, uh, Kelsey Grammer, I've always liked him. You know, he's basically with Frasier, and uh, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I'm going to go see it now. He basically came out with a new movie. It's called the, you know, uh, the, you know, the Jesus Revolution. Now, I haven't seen it. I'm not promoting it yet, but I am going to go watch it this weekend. And it says Kelsey Grammer won't apologize for the difference that Jesus has made in his life. Wait a minute. 
this is like one of these Fox News stories, and it's like, okay, Kelsey Grammer won't apologize. Why would you apologize? Why would they even write the article like that? Like you have to apologize because you believe in Jesus. So does somebody address him with this and want him to apologize? I mean this is sickening. I'm going to read it to you. Kelsey Grammer won't apologize for the difference that Jesus has made in his life. I mean the son of the most high God changed his life. He didn't want to apologize. <laughs> yeah, whatever. The actor who stars as Pastor Chuck Smith in the new movie Jesus Revolution opened up about relying on his faith during difficult times. Kelsey Grammer reflected on refusing to apologize for his faith. In a recent interview, the 68-year-old actor who has raised a Christian scientist and plays a pastor in the new film-based Jesus Revolution opened up about how the relationship with religion has evolved through his life. He goes, I've had hiccups, Fraser started being a U.S. today, and I've had some tragic times. He continued, I have wrestled with those and worked my way through them, sometimes rejecting faith, sometimes rejecting God, even in a period of being petty, pretty angry about things like, you know, where are you, that kind of thing. But I've come to terms with it, and I found great peace in my faith and in Jesus. Whoa. Then he goes on to say, it's not cavalier. Jesus made a difference in my life. That's not anything I'll apologize for. So I thought – I liked that. I thought, you know, this guy – you know, it's kind of funny how they phrase that from an apology standpoint, but it was good that they did that, and they're promoting this. I think I'm going to go and see that movie now and basically make a decision on you know, what I want to do as far as how much I want to promote it on this show. I'll let you know after I see it. And there's another uh, little thing on it. It's from Breitbart. It says the Jesus Revolution is going to add another 100 movie theaters after box office success. It says the Christian movie Jesus Revolution was shown in 100 initial theaters after a successful box office run in its first week of release. We've added 100 new theaters for this weekend. The audience reaction was, has blown all of us away, and we are thrilled to be bringing Jesus Revolution to more cities, the Kingdom Story Company announced on its Facebook page. Now, I don't know how much this is watered down. I don't know how much it's going to impress me when I see it. I don't know yet, but I'm going to go ahead and go see it this weekend. Here, here's another interesting article that I thought you guys would like. And it's, it's really it, – it's something that we need to understand here as far as these types of articles that come up that we bring up because a lot of them are going to be basically you know, to the point. Some of them will be some – some people will say, well, I don't agree with that, but here's what, here's what it says. Former UK health secretary aimed to frighten the pants off everyone during the COVID pandemic. After UK citizens were assured that they, would, they could gather with their families for Christmas on December the 2020, the government rescinded this promise. It leaked messages showing that former UK Health Secretary Matt Hammack, Hannock told AZ he wanted to frighten the pants off of everyone to ensure compliance with COVID lockdowns. I, I don't even know what to say about this. I mean this, this is the group of people that we want to put into a leadership role that we want to believe basically are the people that are doing in our best interest. Unbelievable. By the way, Ford, we talked about this yesterday, but I want to mention this one to you one more time. Ford holds the patent for future vehicles that will repossess themselves, but it does more than that. The Ford Motor Company filed a U.S. patent that shows autonomous or semi-autonomous vehicles could potentially repossess themselves if their owners miss a lease or a loan payment. If the driver misses a loan payment, we didn't cover this yesterday, the vehicle will disable its air conditioning, <laughs> its radio, its GPS, and cruise control just to irritate the driver. The car would then emit an incessant and unpleasant sound to irritate the driver. Worse, the vehicle may lock out the driver on certain days until the payments are made. If payments continue to miss, be missed, the, drive, the vehicle could drive to a safe nearby location for a repo team to seize it and avoid confrontation with the owner. So if you have one of these cars that want to repo itself, here's what I suggest you do. Chalk the wheels. <laughs> Just chalk them. It ain't going nowhere. And if you really want to hack off the car, since we're dealing with something now that's being controlled by somebody else – just let the battery go dead. I want to see it repossess itself with a dead battery. <laughs> just, just, just turn off the charger to it and let it go dead and let them have fun trying to find it somewhere in an abandoned field. That, that'd be fun too. 
<laughs> another article, the investigator, this investigator is stating that the Sonola drug cartel was involved in the Arizona voter fraud. This is pretty crazy. Arizona forensic investigator Jacqueline Berger claimed that the while the investigating a nationwide racketeering epidemic involving the Sonola cartel, their team actually – remember, they work with the CIA. I'm going to say that to you clearly. Now, it was on that movie Sicario. I mentioned that yesterday. It was a rough movie. Don't let your kids watch it. Their team accidentally discovered election fraud with the Sonola cartel. She accused state and county officials, including Governor Katie Hobbs and Director of State Adrian Fontes, of being parties to a racketeering web involving a real estate money laundering operation infiltrating all levels of government in order to trade influence to the Sonola cartel for control over elections and anyone that stood in their way. Again – the Sonola cartel is being used as a cutout to cover the CIA involvement in ringing our elections. The CIA is a satanic organization. They used to have witches on payroll. I've mentioned that to you guys many, many times, and we need to understand who they are and what they believe in. I mean the, 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 uh, they did astral projection. They did witchcraft. They did all kinds of stuff. I mean they were involved. If you, watch, if you read that book, The Men Who Stare at Goats with General Stubblebine. They actually had somebody who was able to kill a goat and stop its heart by just staring at the goat and invoking the powers of well, the dark side. All of this crazy stuff they've been involved in. And when you understand who they are and what they believe and how they're in line with this fallen angel technology, which I'm still working on that show, by the way, in the pre-endemic race and the angel wars, uh, it's one of those things that people are going to really start to understand how tied in we are still with the ancient pre-endemic race. But guys, remember this. We're also tied in with Jesus, like Kelsey Grammer has said. He is the author, and he is the finisher, and he is the perfecter of our faith. And we do all things through Christ who strengthens us, including doing this podcast every day, five days a week, with almost 2,000 episodes under our belt now, with millions of listeners every month. We can all do this. We can all help each other, support one another. I want to thank you for the support of Health Masters. When you get your toothpaste and your vitamins and your mouthwash and all the rest of the stuff, your deodorant from us, you're buying, you're buying toothpaste and deodorant anyhow. You might as well support the show. You, that's how I look at it. That's what I would do if I were you guys. That's what I do do. I support Health Masters. And guys, listen to me. We're all in this together. Thank you for your support. And I've been praying for you guys. I've had the opportunity to pray for you all of the time. And I'm just blessed to be part of your lives and to consider you guys my friends and my family. I love you guys. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Uh, it's, that's well said. And you're absolutely right. The CIA, as far as operations outside of the country and inside the country, they're directly involved in almost everything. I told you guys, I'm a pretty good friend of mine who's retired Airborne Ranger. and He used to do contract work in GRS for the CIA, and he flat out told me, do not believe anything you hear, period. The CIA are the ones directly involved in funding the terrorists in the Middle East. They have been all the way back to al-Qaeda. They still were with ISIS, and they still are today. They're the same ones that are involved in a lot of stuff behind the scenes with Ukraine, and they are involved directly in a significant portion of the drug cartel in Mexico. So, yes, when you start hearing about this stuff, you know exactly who's the one who are pulling the strings because, remember, you got to deal with an entity, an agency that pretty much has an unlimited black budget. The CIA, what do you think all this money goes? You think we just keep spending trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars every year? And the Pentagon just loses trillions of dollars every time they're audited because the DOD's wasting more money on an F-22? That may be part of it. F-35 fails and wrecks again. I saw a video the other day. That may be a little part of it. But no, these guys fund and feed every single facet of the criminal organization throughout the entire world in most cases. And if the CIA is involved – they're neck and neck with Mossad, just what I've personally been told by people who've been directly involved in it. Also, too, Dad's, he made me laugh.
about the Ford vehicle, I didn't really think about that. But yeah, you're exactly right. I'm not sure how they're going to self-drive the vehicle to get repoed if the battery is on zero percent. I don't I don't know how that really works. And again, I told you guys when I brought it up the other day, the entire concept of what this is being rolled out, they're po- pointing it out as, oh, we're going to use it to repo cars if people don't pay for it. No, that's not it at all. They're putting backdoor engagements in all of these vehicles now so they can be controlled remotely into anything they want, and they can set people up any way they want. You think we've seen people all of a sudden die in mysterious ways? You think we suddenly see people die in vehicle wrecks or suddenly die in mysterious incidences? Uh, think what they're going to be able to do with this now. Control, lock, turn off options, drive the car itself. Yeah, stay away from this nonsense. Self-driving electric, it has no business, in my opinion, in a free republic. It doesn't because every single thing in these vehicles, when they're controlled like this, it ties into the cloud 24-7. and can yep. be operated, controlled, manipulated, and driven in a different direction or off the road should i say you put those two together and figure out what i mean there and anytime they want to get rid of somebody or they want to set somebody up for something suddenly it merges into oncoming traffic oh did i say that i'm saying been a lot of mysterious circumstances already with vehicle wrecks and now suddenly they're going to put this technology in vehicles and they think it's supposed to be good Nah, they're setting stuff up for a whole host of different things and then like dad said earlier with the the video i saw with trump he did a three-minute video. I'll actually, I'll post it on the uh, website like that. You can watch it. It's three minutes and 42 seconds. And Trump goes into this giant tirade about how he's going to set up Jetson-like freedom cities, how we're going to have these propulsion vehicles that can take off and fly around. Literally what he says, they're going to be freedom cities. They're going to protect your freedoms. It literally, what he describes the entire time is the World Economic Forum 15-minute smart cities. It's what he describes to AT, except he puts lipstick on a pig and calls it a freedom city. Now, again, I don't know if he's just got a talking point and they're telling him to say this because a lot of his buddies in the you know World Economic Forum are saying this is what you need to say. But I couldn't really believe when I watched this video how blatantly obvious he's talking about smart cities. But then at the end of it, oh, they're, they're freedom cities, guys. They're going to protect your freedoms. They're going to make sure you're safe and protected in these freedom cities with all the technology and the grid. Guys, we already know what they're setting up the smart cities for. They want to be able to monitor, track, camera, speakers, facial recognition, scanners, surveillance tools, everything connected to the Internet, every roadway, every walkway, every single thing is a spying apparatus. I have told you guys before, EBCOT was complicit in the involvement with a lot of the technology that the DHS continues to test out. The experimental prototype concept of tomorrow, EBCOT, Disney, yes, Epcot was the forefront of that. Dad has been behind the scenes there before when he had to go put something in the locker room and saw one of the op rooms with literally an entire wall of rotating cameras minute after minute after minute. Every single angle, every single thing in Epcot is seen all the time. There are no blind spots there. This is why I've had so many incidences with law enforcement, with security contractors being trespassed for being detained, and not doing anything illicit or illegal ever except exercising my First and Second Amendment right completely under the legal statutes in the state of Florida. And I have been harassed, removed, threatened, detained, everything. That's why I do not go to Disney World anymore. I do not go to Epcot. I do not go to anything involving those companies. Not only do I know what they're involved in, and I know a lot of the stuff that I don't even bring up on the show because I don't want to get involved in that, but they are not what you think they are. Epcot is the basis for a smart city. 
that's what they have built that whole entire platform on. For some odd reason, people have failed to realize the smart cars, the smart phones, the smart homes, the smart cities. The word smart, it refers to self-monitoring analysis and reporting technology. You watch that movie, The Terminalist. It's very graphic, but it's with Christian Pratt. And he blatantly says in there, he's talking to this girl. He goes, you got your phone on you? She goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, I'm giving you a burner phone. You leave it on airplane mode, and you keep it in this case all the time unless you need to use it. He goes, all these are are extremely effective GPS tracking, monitor, voice recognition devices that happen to make cell phone calls. That's what he says in the movie. And I've had numerous other people that have been in the military that have told me that exact same thing. Except the phones are just the first phase of it. They want to have your house. They want to have your car. They want to have your job. They want to have your phone. And they want to have the Neuralink all implanted in you. So there will be no getting away from it. That is why in Europe right now, and I have told everybody that I know in Europe, continue to push back against this digital ID system because they want every single thing to be on your phone. The entire goal is to make it so you don't need a wallet. You don't need a credit card definitely don't need cash. You don't need anything. The only thing you have to do is pick up your phone and put it in your pocket. The key fob to your car is on it, your digital tracking of everything you need, your contact to your work, your wallet, your driver's license, your passport, your vaccine ID, everything is on that digital device. Now, obviously, if anybody takes a step back and just thinks about this from a logistics and a practical standpoint, considering the back the fact that it's based on a battery system and it dies every day or two, you have to recharge it. And if you don't, it's dead. That seems like an absolutely stupid idea to put all of your personal information and use that as your sole means of everything and not have, possess, or carry anything else you need on you. But does it, if they want to make sure they track you and tell you this is the smart, safe way to carry everything? Obviously, if you look at it from a logistics safe standpoint, it's moronic. What happens if your phone falls out of your pocket when you're getting out of the vehicle to the gas station? Hmm? You don't realize it falls out. Now, every single thing you have on there is gone. Now, you can't do anything. You can't buy anything. You can do nothing because everything you have, you've basically put away or given up or thrown away because none of it works anymore because you've transferred it all to your phone. This is where they're going with this. When I saw Trump push this the other day, I was very disappointed but not surprised at all. And also to another news, this is interesting, just to add more – more data on the continuing, ever-mounting mountain of data showing that the COVID shot has been nothing more than a giant scam in order to get people sick. An exhaustive peer-reviewed study that is very interesting, actually. It was published the end of last year, and it's titled Apparent Risk of Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia Syndrome Diagnosis. So it goes in the orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, which they put on here under this uh, research study as POTS, and it was previously described as severe acute respiratory syndrome with SARS-CoV-2 infection. So what it's going is talking about basically going into heart failure and tachycardia and myocarditis and everything that's linked to it post-COVID infection. However, limited data was available on the relation of POTS with the actual COVID vaccination. Here in a cohort in this study of 284,592 COVID-19 vaccinated individuals using sequence symmetry analysis that the odds of POTS are higher 90 days after vaccine exposure than 90 days before exposure. They also show the odds for POTS are higher than in reverent conventional primary care diagnosis as far as with a standard infection. And it goes on to here saying 
notwithstanding the probable low incidence of POTS, particularly when compared to post-infection odds, it was five times higher after vaccination than standard infection. And what's really crazy about this research study is that We've seen now that they go in here in this D, they found that the average person is 21% more likely to receive a diagnosis of this POTS at three months after injection than three months prior to the injection. They go on to say here that according to this research here, that the myocarditis is one of the known side effects of the RNA shot. However, it being particularly high, there are numerous other problems that go along with it, including they're linking now diabetes, eczema, and depression, which also increased 10 to 20% post-injection compared to pre-injection. They said all all in all, the researchers found that among the 284,000 COVID-jabbed adults they evaluated, over 6,000 had new and additional health conditions diagnosed within 90 days, brand new diagnosis, I would say, new additional health conditions diagnosed within 90 days after the needle went in their arm. That's a little little low. That's 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 serious issue, guys. And granted, this is just one study that they evaluated with individuals before and after they got the shot. We're talking about what 240 million people have got this shot. That estimate would translate at minimum, at minimum, over five million new and additional health conditions in individuals. As far as five million more people would have additional new health diagnosed problems within three months following the shot. That's enormous. And guys, this is just one singular study. This doesn't even include the people that have got health problems after the shot and they never went to the doctor. They just covered it up or the doctor didn't even record it as far as any type of different issue. This is just one study with 284,000 individuals in a country the size of the U.S. It was the U.S. So I'm going to post this on the website. Again, this goes to tell you exactly what I said earlier, especially with the lawsuit. Nothing was safe and effective about this shot. It provided no protection. It provided no safety. It provided nothing other than a new experiment to test on the population. And now it's going to massively, massively increase the revenues for the pharmaceutical and the medical hospital industrial complex for years to come. These guys now have millions of new customers that are now going to be in the hospital, in the doctor rooms, on new drugs, on new operations, on new procedures, all the way from open heart surgery to removing blood clots, which I have heard now from numerous individuals I know about friends and family that have had to have these massive blood clots removed now in their legs and their extremities. I just randomly out of nowhere. This is not stopping. So something is going on with this, and we have to get the truth and the news out there. Also, too, in other news, this is something that I saw earlier that's some, that I wanted to bring up as well, considering the fact that the younger generation is getting softer and softer. The military.com just put an article out at the end of last year. They said even more young Americans are unfit to serve new study finds. They said that 77% of young Americans do not qualify for enlistment military service without a waiver either being due to overweight, using drugs, illicit and pharmaceutical, or having a mental or physical health problem. 77% of young Americans can't even enlist. This wasn't even bringing in Officer Candace Cole OCS programs. This was basic enlistment. 77% of young Americans cannot enlist without some type of waiver because they're either so obese they're using so many drugs, including pharmaceuticals, primarily being the ones Xanax and other antidepressants, which are very frowned upon getting in the military because of the erratic behavior that it can induce, mental issues, or physical health problems. 
guys, I think the research that they came out with the Pentagon came out in like uh, 2017, if I recall, back on the articles. I brought this up years ago, 2017. I'll have to pull it up. If I'm not mistaken, I think that number was in like 65 or 68 percent range, meaning this number's gone up over 10 percent just in the last six years. That's enormous as far as in the younger generation. One of those is the inactivity that their younger generation has seen. Another one of those is the massive invasion of social media now that has gone off like a time bomb on the United States youth. They're so obsessed now with being on their phones 24-7. They're getting actually cranks in their neck and their spines are starting to grow this way. You can look it up. That's why they're starting to get massive lumps because their heads are bent over for hours and hours on end all day long. And we now see this, this demoralization where morals and ethics and values no longer exist. Everything now is based on algorithms, likes, and you know hearts and emojis, and what can I get off social media now? I watched a short clip the other day of a lady online that was a, a childhood psychiatrist and doctor, and she said the involvement – of social media and iPhones and iPads into the younger generation, especially young children, she said has been by far one of the most detrimental health impacts we have ever seen in young children. One of the most ever. I mean, we're talking probably getting up there as bad as the vaccines and a lot of stuff they put in the food. It's getting that bad now. And she said there's no question about it. Abstinence on the young children with these phones and these iPads, these electric items are by far the best option. If not, there has to be very, very, very clear parameters set with video games, iPhones, and iPads on when and where and how long they can use them. She says, you know, is 30 minutes a day something that's going to be detrimental? Probably not if the content's clean. She said, is two hours detrimental? Yeah, the research is showing that it is and that it needs to be controlled, especially at the younger ages. And this is one reason why, in my opinion, all the school systems got all this funding under Obama to start pushing in iPads and no longer using any books. Now, granted, I get schlepping around a backpack with six, seven, eight books in it. That was not fun. A lot of kids didn't like that when they were younger. And they all hurt my back carrying backpacks to school. However, now you see kids they don't even, a lot of kids don't even carry backpacks. They have like a little little side satchel, little 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 you know little string bag because they got an iPad and it's the only thing they take to school. Sometimes they only have to take them home. They leave them at school now. But what they're doing is they're gearing and driving these kids to stare at screens all day long so they can get constant dopamine triggers. So when they get home, what do they want to do? They want to jump on a phone. They will jump on the computer. They will jump on a video game set. And they're continually being barraged. In some cases, more time they are on items as far as blue screen electronic items and they're actually sleeping in a 24-hour period. Some of the research has shown now. That is horrific, guys. And this is why it is so important that you keep your kids safe. Keep them protected. Make sure you're doing everything you can, especially at the younger years. Encourage them to go outside and play. That's one thing this doctor said. She goes, learning and developing is not supposed to be controlled as far as through an outlet as like a video or a, uh, an iPad. She said it's supposed to be organic. Kids are supposed to figure out how to do things. That's how they bridge all the wires together. That's how they build their brain. They go out and say, okay, this works, this didn't work. Kids are supposed to fail. 
Kids are supposed to win. That is an entire concept and platform of developmental brain and developmental psychology in children. This concept that they have done now in the public school systems where everything is geared towards this. You have to do this. You have to follow orders. You got to stay in line. You got to sit here. It's not normal for kids to sit and dog on chairs for seven, eight hours a day and go outside for 30 minutes. That's not normal behavior. Kids learn when they're involved in stuff, and now what they've done is indoctrinating and injecting this common core and this critical race theory and all these other perverted ideologies. These children are in for a rude awakening when they actually get involved in the real world unless they want to go move into a 15-minute smart city, right, where everybody in the smart city is just a mindless walking generality that has no concept of reality. and They just walk around in the matrix Kind of like what they're starting to put together in a lot of these cities, like out in Utah and other cities, right? Seems to be what they're doing because what's happening is now they've got to control the populace and mind control them because in all these cities, the crime is growing exponentially. If you guys saw Portland now, Portland being the epic failure that it's been now for its policies, their Walmart is now shutting all Walmarts. They have two more Walmarts left. They're shutting all Walmarts down in Portland. Shutting them down. I mean, gone. Shut down. Period. Done. Zero. Because they're having so much crime, so much shoplifting, and so much violence, and basically these flash riots that are happening now. Shut it down. Portland, Oregon will no, will no longer have an operational Walmart. This is what happens when you promote no law and order. This is what happens when you take God out of the schools, and this is what happens when you continue to tell people that morals, ethics, values, and consequences, none of which exist, live however you want, do what thou will. That's what they've been trying to teach these young children now with the music, the movies, the schools for years. And it's our responsibility to keep raising little Americans because that is one thing. That is one thing that we can still control very effectively if we want to still do it. Now, you got to have the want. you got to have the will. you got to have the drive to actually be a parent. You do. To be a dad. you got to be a leader got to be pushing you got to be grinding you got to be standing up and being that individual that is respected by the family and is an example leading by example by spending 30 minutes a day with each child one-on-one not on your phone not screwing off but just spend it doesn't have to be able to spend hours and hours and hours a day with them but having that direct contact going out on one-on-one dates i go on with my daughter i go on at least one daddy daughter date a month every single month we will go out her pick, dealer's choice, whatever restaurant you want. You want to go to a restaurant me and mommy go to? You want to go here? You want to get some organic ice cream? Doesn't matter. Pick whatever you want. We go out for hours on end every single month. And Hunter, me and him do stuff all the time as well. We're always shooting and training and stuff together. But I always make sure I make a point to take it out of my time to spend time with them on a regular basis and talk to them. I explain them stuff. You see certain things. Certain things happen. I'll tell them. i say, you know why that's happened right there? Why? What's about that? Well, this is why it's happening. This is what's occurring right here. You see this happening right here? That's why that's happening. You see a guy on the side of the road handing wanting money handed out? I said he has made, in most cases, a lot of very bad decisions, and this is what happens to people that spend all their money all the time, right? I told him that. I said this is what, why it's important to invest your money wisely, to save your money wisely, and not spend all your money on dumb stuff like toys that you're only going to use one time, and then they're going to go up in the closet. I said continue to save money, continue to think about what you want to buy in the future, not just what's good right now, not what just makes me feel happy right this minute, not what's going to make me happy tomorrow, but what's going to continue going to lead me to have a better life for me, my family, and my future, and continue to encourage that in your children and your family as much as possible. What do you think, Dad? Well, you know, it's interesting. You bring up the happy stuff because happiness is based on happenings. And the peace and joy and the righteousness coming from the Holy Spirit 
it, it, from, it fills you from the inside, so you don't have to have things to make you happy. And I hear people say that all the time, the happiness, happiness, happiness. And, you know, and I'm not saying that the entire country has, has gone to pot. It hasn't. But, you know, there's an article here by Victor Hansen. He goes, Life Among the Ruins, and he's primarily talking about the democratic cities now. And he basically talks about what is suffering is that we have suffering an epidemic of pre-modern barbarianism. The signs, unfortunately, appear everywhere. Over half a million homeless people now crowding our big city downtowns, primarily the Democratic hellholes. Most now know the result of such medieval street living is unhealthy, violent, and lethal for all concerned. Yet no one knows or even seems to worry about how to stop it. So public defecation, urination, fornication, and injection continues unabated in Democratic cities. I'll mention that again. Progressive urban pedestrians pass by holding their noses, averting their gazes, and accelerating the pace of their walking. The greenest generation in history allows the sidewalks to become pre-civilized sewers. In the very brief time, we've all but destroyed the downtowns of our major democratic-controlled cities, which will increasingly become vacant in a manner like the 6th century A.D. Roman Forum. All except that defunding police, no cash bail, Soros-funded district attorneys, and radical changes in jurisprudence have destroyed the deterrence. The only dividend is the unleashing of a criminal class to smash and grab like in Portland, carjack in Portland, steal in Portland, burglarize in Portland, execute and assault people for absolutely no reason whatsoever besides they were wearing a $5 Timex watch with de facto immunity. Instead, we are sometimes lectured that looting is not a crime, but a lengthy incarceration, incarceration is criminally immoral. We have redefined felonies as misdemeanors, warning no punishment. Misdemeanors are now infractions that are not criminal. Infractions we treat as lifestyle choices. Normality, not criminality, is deemed criminal. And we're allowed to steal in many democratic cities up to $1,000 and not have any blowback whatsoever. Many among the middle classes of our cities who now have fled or move on like 5th century equestrians who left Rome for rural fortified farms before the onslaught of the Huns and came through in the Visigoths. For most of our lives, we are lectured on the old southern states like Florida and Tennessee and Texas were backward and uninviting. Now even liberals often flee to them, leaving behind supposedly cosmopolitan Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Chicago, Baltimore, and New York City. The more people leave the blue states, the more the states praise themselves as utopian. This is a really good article. I want you guys to read it. And I wish I could read the rest of it for you. It's really, really good. One more thing it says. It says, <laughs> polls show that race relations have hit historic lows. Much of the communalism of the post-civil rights movement seems squandered, almost deliberately so. The left now rarely mentions Martin Luther King Jr. or even the historic Civil Rights Act of 1964. Perhaps it knows it has violated the spirit and the legacy of both. Guys need to read this article. It's on Under American Greatness. I'm going to post it twice. Wow, what a show today. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Had the opportunity to pray for you guys today. That you guys are absolutely amazing, and just continue to pray for me in Austin. Continue to pray that we continue to stand boldly in what we teach and what we talk about on the show, and that we can bring honor and glory to God in all that we do, think, and say. I love you guys, Austin. Finish it up and go ahead and finish the show, buddy. Good talk absolutely, to my friend. Yes, one hundred percent. And I mean, this, the one of the things that was interesting I saw earlier that the one of the Southern Poverty Law Center attorneys was arrested on Sunday under domestic terrorist charges for firebombing this new uh, law enforcement center, training center in Atlanta. And I thought to myself, how interesting. 23 of them were charged with domestic terrorism after they essentially threw firebombs, improvised explosive fireworks, Molotov cocktails, rocks and bricks at law enforcement on Sunday in Atlanta. And a bunch of them were arrested. What's interesting about this was one of these subjects that was arrested uh, was an employee 
for the SPLC as their attorney. Thomas Webb Jurgens among the list of 23 domestic terrorists released by the Atlanta Police Department on Monday. And I thought to myself, and I just kind of laughed. You know, because, you know, the Southern Poverty Law Center is the same one that puts, you know, Republicans and conservatives and patriots under the same category listing as like KKK members. That's the Southern Poverty Law Center. They've done that. Literally, they've put out that document. And so it's funny to see this attorney. He's all got an attorney. He's out there in all black ski mask, Antifa attire, essentially throwing Molotov cocktails at law enforcement because of a new training facility. So. And granted, I'm not all. I'm not about a police state. You guys know that. I'm diametrically opposed to that. But on the other hand, too, you can't just start walking up to random law enforcement that's walking around and start throwing Molotov cocktails and fireworks at them. That's not okay, acceptable behavior in any type of republic. Period. And so, but it's interesting because I looked at the photos of some of the individuals that were arrested. And it was like birthday 2000, birthday 2004, birthday 2000, birthday 2003, birthday 1998, birthday 1996, birthday 2000, birthday 1989. And I was like sitting there looking at it. It's, it's all a bunch of kids. It's <laughs> so again, you see the Bolsheviks, who's funding them, who's paid for them, who's getting them to do this. And you realize who's behind the scenes. It's literally a Bolshevik revolution. Again, 100 years later, that's why it's so important to get the truth out there, my friends. Keep up the fight. Keep up the truth. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Check out the product of the week, the vitamin E. Last day, it's on sale right now for 15% off. Check it out the website, healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.